Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Well, thank you again, Dave Nelson. Yes, we're here again. This is Chuck Bartok, the Focus Society of Overachievers, here for our 352nd time. It's getting to be a long time, I guess. Um, we're joined so far this morning with uh, by Roy Morris in Texas, Lori Polina in St. Louis, and Gerara King in Washington, D.C. And uh, I'm a little late today. I apologize to our audience, but... My dog needed a little more time uh, out there this morning, and uh, so we got got back to the house a little late. Of course, I'd start talking to a neighbor, and that's almost as bad as being on a talk show. I understand, uh, overhearing conversations before we started, that Lori Polina is pumped, and <laughs> she's excited. She's ready to rock and roll because she has decided on her own that she's going to do things that she's been thinking about for a long time. And what she's done is she's taken an opportunity that's been available to her for quite a while, and she's doing something with it. <clears throat> and the thing that I want to emphasize before we start talking to Lori and, and getting Roy's input and maybe Gerard's is, we're not really interested in the results. What's not important is, you know, has she suddenly become a multimillion overnight? What is important is that Lori Polina is doing something that she wants to do, and she's excited about it. And I think she's listening. And actually, what spurred her on, what got her to go over this hump, was the fact that she listened she listened to things that she's been hearing for a long time, but she took that which she listened to and applied it to herself. doesn't mean that I have to do what Lori did but the, or anybody else, but the important thing is that Lori did something. And Lori, you were just so excited before the show, you want to uh, kind of, you know, what was it that, that, that turned you around? What, what was it that got you so excited that, that uh, you know, did they paint something pink instead of blue or what? <laughs> no. Um, what it was was, number one, that I had had the J-O-B uh, temporary assignment that I was in that ended, and our company, the opportunity that I happen to be engaged in at the moment, um, our requirements that um, – get us to where we are qualified and able to receive commissions, um, they revised some of the requirements and did it in such a way that it's so it's so doggone easy to qualify okay. um, for the initial level of commission. It's kind of like if you're not doing it, um, there's something wrong with your head. I mean, it's it's like... It's so simple, silly now. <laughs> it's like, you know, while I've got the time uh, to do this, while I don't have a 
time clock to punch. Mm-hmm. If I'm not doing this, it's I I'm only hurting myself. Okay. okay. And so I love people. I love to help people. And I just realized, you know, listening to the books that we've studied and I've begun to see that I'm not just uh, anything. And in order not to be just uh, anything, you have to take the doggone thing off the shelf. Mm -hmm. And you have to get busy. And I did that um, within the first full month of taking it off the shelf, I am qualified uh, to receive commission. All right. Um, and we are, we have, the plans are set in stone. Now we are going to the SOC International mm-hmm. Convention. You're going to go meet other people with the same amount of enthusiasm. That's right. Okay. <laughs> or more. Yeah. And since since we're discussing the simple little book that we wrote called Listening, Active Listening, uh, what you're finding probably is that one thing that is helping you on your success path here would be your ability to listen. And And can you share, if possible, do you feel that you've improved your listening skills? And if so, what have you done to do that? Um, I think I have, and I think it's just a matter of quieting and thinking, you know, as I'm listening, thinking, what is it that I have in common and uh, with the person that I'm listening to, what is it that I have in common with them, and based on both of our needs together, What's the solution to get both of us to the point that we want to be? Okay. And how do we best cooperate and collaborate together to get there? Mm-hmm. So when you're talking to people about this excitement, you're really focusing on what they're saying, and your mind is your subconscious mind has so much information, it's kind of reformulating it so that your response or the solution that you can offer to the problem that they probably expressed, right? Right. Uh, you're able to handle that, and that's that's what active listening is really all about. And uh, what I, I think that. Your continued success is going to have a lot to do with the the fact that you do know how to listen. <laughs> I know you've been listening here for a long time. Well, and it's really this program, Chuck, that that has enabled this success to happen because Good. I I really think, um, and Think and Grow Rich is great, but I really think. For me, the key, I think, um, starts with the, the miracle of right thought, the, the Orison Sun Garden, mm-hmm. and then incorporate the others into the whole curriculum. But I think, for me, I think the key was not so much Think and Grow Rich, but the, the miracle, miracle of right, right thought. thought. Right. And isn't it interesting that that book, of course, 1880, uh, preceded... Uh, by 50 years, Think and Grow Rich, and then 
think uh, Napoleon Hill got his focus from Charles Hanel, <laughs> the master key, and that Napoleon Hill was a student of, of Charles Hanel. And Charles Hanel, of course, received his foundation from people like Orison Sweat Martin. Our program, of course, started out a long time ago, 352 episodes ago, discussing Think and Grow Rich, because that was my that's what spurred me on in 1960, but it was from reading Think and Grow Rich that introduced me to the miracle of right thought and introduced me to Charles Handel's The Master Key. But maybe what, here's here's an idea, maybe somebody out there listening today would, wants to start a path or a program where we would be introducing the principles of miracle of right thought and then evolving up instead of going backwards. It's just a thought. Somebody you know, might Somebody might put something together in that way. Well, you know what, Um, that was, oddly enough, that was something that I started toying the other day. Great. um, With, and I was thinking maybe, you know, put something together and do the miracle of right thought, and oddly enough, the the master key, and then think and grow rich. Mm -hmm. I think for me, that order, I think that's where I understood Think and Grow Rich is by going back and reading The Miracle of Right Thought and doing the exercises with the Hanel and then couple uh, read Think and Grow study through Think and Grow Rich and you go wait a minute whoa oh my goodness the pieces all fall together yeah yeah it made it made it easier huh yeah very much so Anybody else? See who else with us today? We've got. Uh, yes, let's do it. <coughs> Roy says, "Well, maybe you and Lori ought to just start doing it." How's that? There you go. You guys have could have a new project, and it could be a way that would bring in your new, the new associates in your new business together. And uh, you know, I mean, you know, just throwing out crazy ideas. I see we're also joined by Dave Christensen in Los Angeles. Good morning, Dave. And uh, he's offline, but we're glad that he's here. So I think that could be really cool. Yeah, I mean, why not? You know, say take an idea and run with it. Uh, you know, there's nothing, nothing in the world that doesn't work. You know what? Yeah, I, I was talking to a neighbor today, and that's another reason why we're late. And he's a gentleman in my age group, moved here into our community, and uh, has a very, very powerful background. Uh, he was one of the people involved in the formation of everything we know about regarding computers and uh, in the internet and so on okay he had a 25 year uh, career with AT&T and he's been a consultant for Hewlett Packard he's been a consultant for Sony and you know i mean he the guy's one of the you know he's an old fart okay <laughs> and, and but we were talking about the uh, uh, the climate today, because I, I spoke to a young man the other day, and, and his idea was, well, we put my partners and I put this together, and the way the the way the world is, you know, we could probably sell this for a billion dollars within six or eight months, and you know, we won't go there. But anyway, the interesting thing that my friend this morning mentioned, the old timer, he said, why don't people realize? that there really is nothing new, and we all have the ability to take that which is there and improve upon it. 
I see Roy Morris typed in here that he has a podcast called Study and Success. Maybe we could schedule a time to meet here, Lori. So I don't know if you uh, saw that or not, Lori, but you know, you and Roy Morris can get together and have some fun with this and, and go back to the miracle of right thought. And um, you have a PDF to give to everybody. You can set that up. You can collect names, build a list of interested people by letting the Internet know that if they just leave their email, they can get a free copy of, of The Miracle of Right Thought and study along with you. Uh, you know, just, and it's, it's going to be your, you're going to interject your experiences into the conversation. And Roy Morris's, I mean, you guys can just run with this, and who knows where it ends up, you know? You know, but but of course I've the people the people that are that are going to be following you have to learn to listen, and and so I'm going to focus and we're going to bring into the topic today four components of active listening. You know, there's there's really four things that have to be in place in in order for active listening to to be effective, and the number one number one is acceptance. Acceptance is about having respect for the person you're talking to. Simple sentence. Acceptance is about having respect <clears throat> for the person you are talking to, whether it's a child, whether it's a student, a spouse, a friend, a stranger, or a business associate. Not on the basis of what they have to say, but rather based on the simple fact that they are a human being who has the right to express their thoughts. This acceptance should be as unconditional as possible, with the proviso that there may be instances where the beliefs or opinions are so against legality or morality that acceptance must be withdrawn. I mean, that's kind of an obvious statement. Accepting means trying to avoid expressing agreement or disagreement with what the other person is saying, at least initially. And, and you know, it's kind of simple. This is in the 22-page book that we've put together on active listening. If anybody would like a copy, they can drop me an email, chuckbartok at gmail.com. We'll get them the link to the book. There's no strings attached. You will have to Twitter it. That's about the only thing that you'll... You know, I'll send you to a link that you can get your free copy of the book if you send a Twitter to your friends. And if you don't have a Twitter account, uh, call me and, and we'll talk about why you don't have a Twitter account. But that's perfectly okay also. And if you really just really that bad, we'll just send you the link. But we can have fun in the meet. Accepting is about having respect for the person you're talking to. And it should be unconditional. So... Do polite people win? I mean, you know, again, we use words in, in communication. Is this really what politeness is all about? Or is politeness weakness? You know, I'm throwing out questions, food for thought here. But I, I, I thought this first paragraph on the words acceptance is important. This acceptance should be as unconditional and... Uh, the reason we accept them is that they're human beings and they have the right to express their thoughts. If you're making a, a presentation of the latest and greatest widget or gidget, 
and somebody just poo-poos it and so on. Well, number one, you probably should have. This is the, let's hold on, Chuck. You just said something, Chuck. Those of you who are focusing on sales, marketing, whatever the new words are today, I, I see it on the on the uh, uh, chat rooms on Facebook, you know. Uh, rejections and you know I want to go out and hear a bunch of no's well you know for some reason again a long time ago I learned that I'm not interested in no's and the reason I didn't get any no's to the ultimate proposition was that initially all we did was ask questions and listen while you're listening you're able to formulate in your mind because you've trained yourself through the gathering of knowledge about that which you're talking about you become an expert on it. And while the people are answering your questions, you're able to formulate a solution. So when you present the solution at the right time in that communication, they're not going to say no. Because when they say no, they're denying themselves. Stop and think about that. They're denying themselves that which they just avowed to. And if they do deny it and walk away and say no, it's no skin off of your nose. See, it's not a rejection of you, it's a rejection of themselves. But you don't get no's. You don't get many no's if you follow that basic principle of listening. And of course, obviously you have to ask the questions. And you also have to have invested your time and energy to become extremely proficient at your trade. And everybody can always find a question that you may not have the answer to. Or there may be somebody may pose a question to you. And, of course, all you have to say is, you know what? Currently, I don't have an answer to that, but within a short period of time, we'll get it. Because you know through networking, there are people around that you've met and surrounded and, 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 and put into your database of your subconscious mind that have the solution to the problem. Acceptance. You have to accept the other person. Accept, or have respect for the person to whom you're speaking. Empathy. Empathy is usually interpreted as the listener's ability to understand the speaker's situation on an emotional level based on the listener's frame of reference. Rather than a sense of what should be felt, which is sympathy. How many of you use the word sympathy? You see, sympathy to me has always been artificial. Because sympathy is ties to what should be based on society's position. Think about that. Somebody passes away. You're supposed to feel this way about when somebody passes away. Because society has dictated that. But how do you really feel? How do you really feel in connection with what your own personal experiences have been? Empathy. Is, is in my estimation, is much more powerful than sympathy. And if you learn how to empathize, 
I believe you will become a better communicator because you'll be a more active listener. In other words, to empathize with the speaker, you should know how they are feeling because you have experienced the same or similar feelings yourself. And here, here's the example. You cannot be properly, you cannot properly have empathy with a bereaved individual unless you have experienced a similar loss. Empathy is, is much deeper. And again, if we're out there marketing or selling an idea, an opportunity, a concept, why don't we present that to people who are in what I'm trying you know, who are uh, want, want to experience that. And, and my old thing that I've always said here is, you know, uh, you don't want to take uh, fur coats to a PETA convention. Let's tell our story to people who care. Empathy may also be defined as the listener's desire, the listener's desire to feel the speaker's emotions, regardless of their own experience. But this is this does not really get to the heart of the matter. True empathy is a rare and wonderful thing and requires requires that there is a genuine emotional reaction in the listener based on personal experience. Now, all of us, I mean every one of us do not have the privilege of being experienced in everything. And this goes back to our Wednesday programs. Why would you want to be in a business that, that you have no information about? You you don't have any personal experience about. You know, uh, wh- why would you want to be in a business that that you don't believe in? Why do you want to try to be something that you're not? Expand on the virtues that you have. Therefore, you will find yourself empathizing because you'll be telling your story to people who you can understand where they come from because you've been there or are there. And the world is so vast that you can't run out of people. You know, I mean, we just can't do it. For some reason, I've lost my Internet connection. Oh, well. One of the other four components is honesty. Honesty is kind of self-explanatory, don't you think? refers to openness, frankness, and genuineness on the part of the listener. It means that the listener is open about their reactions to what they've heard. This must necessarily come after the acceptance component, respect, and once the speaker has divulged as much as they are going to, honest reactions given too soon can easily stifle more clarity. Candor on the part of the listener evokes candor in the speaker. Candor is a wonderful word. Don't see it very often. Don't hear it spoken about very often. I think it's cool, but that's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. You know, I, one of my favorite lines, and I guess maybe uh, when I write to people for the you know, first, second time, and, and, and they've been given the opportunity to express themselves based on the questions and answers that we've talked in a list, uh, you know, conversed, I I always appreciate their candor. When I ask somebody to criticize something that I've done, and they do, I appreciate their candor, their honesty. And, And I think we all do. 
I can't uh, communicate with Dokshu. Okay, well, specifics. This refers to the need to deal in details rather than generalities. Often a person who has a problem will avoid painful feelings by abstract or impersonal. They may speak about general situations that other people experience without directly involving themselves or suggesting that they are in any way affected. For communication to be worthwhile, the listener should therefore request that the speaker be more specific. An example being, do you like to save money for a long period of time? And somebody says yes. And then you say, uh, do you feel that uh, uh, a program should uh, take into account, or, or no, do you have... Do you find it difficult to save money over long periods of time? And they say yes. Right then and there, you say, well, what do you mean by yes? What is it that you found difficult in saving money for a long period of time? Okay, so I, I just gave you an example of, of what we're talking about. You, 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 the listener, want to have the speaker be more specific. Children in school, when their teachers say the War of 1812 was between England and the United States, a student should say, well, why was that? Why, were, why was the United States in England? Why did they go to war again? The, the mere fact that there was a War of 1812 is totally irrelevant to the world. What is relevant to the world is why that war started and what the outcome was and what motivated and so on. Does that make sense to everybody out there? The, the fact that we need to... Can anybody hear me? Yes. Oh, okay, because I see I'm yes. dead in the water here. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I think another... To me, another example of that, Chuck, is um, like another... Um, situation I had in the call center when I was at Merits and, and Rewards, had a young lady that called in that didn't even at the beginning of the call know she had a rewards program. But then her debate when she found out she had a rewards program was, do I waste the, the rewards points on myself on a shopping spree or do I use those um, I'm a young single gal, um, only child, who hasn't been home in about six years. Who my parents aren't in the best aren't in the best of shape. And about the time she put all that together for me, as I listened to that, I thought about my mother and her health and what had happened with her. And about the time she said her folks weren't in the best of shape and was an only child, I went, okay, kid gloves off. I'm supposed to I'm supposed to keep this nice professional objective, you know, right. tone. I'm going, I'm sorry, quality team, but I'm going to say what I'm, I, I'm going to take this in the direction I'm going to go. Y'all can like it or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kid gloves off. I said, young lady, let me tell you something. I know exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like to have a parent who's not in the best of shape, and you don't know how long you're going to have them. Mm-hmm. Let me recommend that you take those points seriously 
and get the airfare booked, and let's get you home to create those family memories. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. And we left, and she said, well, I'm going to think about it, and I'll call back um, when I make the final decision if I want to book or not. Mm-hmm. And I kept watching the account the next few days. I was off one day, and then I uh, looked over the account in the next couple of days after that. While I was off, she called in and booked that airfare. Fantastic. And went home. And I I sat back and went, this is what makes me do what I do. Right. And so your success, just so everybody was, was because you listened and you empathized and you brought in the fact that you were able to share your own personal, with honesty, and you were able to be specific. Again, the four components of active listening is acceptance, having respect of the other person, the speaker. Empathy, which really, if anybody should spend more time focusing on empathy, learning more about how to be empathetic. And, and I think the more broad, the more experiences we have, the more people we talk to, the more excitement we get ourselves involved in, allows us to be more empathetic because we have more experiences to base that empathy on. And then honesty. You know, I honestly feel you should do this, or I honestly feel you shouldn't do this. Based on what I have heard, based on what I have listened, what I have actively listened to, this is my feeling, my honesty. And I'm honest in wanting to hear from you. And then specifics. To be an active listener, we need to make sure that we understand what the speaker is is speaking about, and therefore we may be required to ask questions ourselves. Well, not required, it's almost mandatory for us to be good listeners. We have to be willing to be good questioners at the same time. Now, I'm totally out of talk shoe, so I have no idea who's here and who's not, Lori. Is, David, are you live on the phone? Yes, he is. Yes, what, what are your thoughts about these for specifics, acceptance, empathy, honesty, and specifics. I agree with you. It's very, it's very important to have that, and I do agree with you even more so that it's better to empathize than to sympathize because you're, you're not, you're not lowering your vibration to something, something other than what you are. Right. But empathizing is that you understand that with the, you know, the position that that other person is in, that you understand that there's other alternatives to that. So. I agree with you. Well, uh, it's interesting that I have had this conversation before in front of a group, small group of people, and somebody in the audience one time stood up and said, well, that's all well and good, but I, I don't have many experiences. You know, I mean, how, how, can I, how can I empathize because I have... And I made a very glib comment, which probably wasn't very polite, but I've never been known to be polite, I guess. I said, well, why don't you just get out and live a little? In other words, why don't we drop these phony shields that that society has told us we have to have? You know, why don't we start becoming the person who talks in the elevator or while we're in line at the grocery store or as I did the other night, I'm at the uh, my wife and I were out to dinner and uh, for some reason, I don't know, somebody said something or she says I all of a sudden I started singing a few bars of a song and Shirley says shh you're too loud and I thought about it and I said well who cares if I'm too loud I mean you know what are they going to do throw stones at me I don't sing well 
But but I mean I, I guess what I'm trying to say is we need to look at life as an open I mean, you know, it it's an open thing. And and how many of us today, you know, look at what we're teaching children. Don't talk to strangers. Now, I still can't understand that. You know, and I know mothers will jump all over me and say, Well, do you realize how many yeah, how many? The numbers of tragedies, and no tragedy is acceptable. I appreciate that. But you know what? Our kids were not afraid to talk to people. Now, we were there. See, we didn't rely, We didn't use babysitters. Our children were, were always with us except when they were in school, and that always bothered me because I never did trust school, but that's beside the point. But, you know, our children talk to strangers, and if a man said, you look very nice today, our children knew to say thank you very much. I, I mean, wh- why do we have all these shields today? So, yes. Uh, can I say something about empathy and honesty? And You bet. That's what you're here for. Okay. I started a uh, program, an opportunity, uh, oh, about two weeks ago. Okay. And I had been advertising it on Facebook. Uh-huh. And I have uh, listed as a friend, I don't know him that well, but I've talked to him, uh, chatted with him, uh, uh, someone that lives in uh, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also have a friend in Florida. Well, I was honest with him about the program, you know, when I would list my uh, ad. Mm-hmm. And I uh, had talked to the girl in Florida, and she decided she had become a customer. Okay. Okay. And... Uh, at any rate, I had lost interest, or I had I had some ill feelings toward the company because of some of the oh, some things were going on uh, about the service they provided. Okay. And I had uh, I I wrote to her an email and told her not to buy any any groceries, although it hurt me because she was my only customer. All right. But I was being honest, and I told her a little bit about why. Mm-hmm. And the same day, uh, this guy named Jim that I had befriended on Facebook had been apparently seeing my ads. And we were in chat, and he said, are you making money online? I'd like to know about that. And so I I chatted to him, and I told him, yeah, I was in an opportunity, but I was having misgivings about it and was looking into something else. Mm-hmm. And I said, when I get my research done... If I decide to go with this other program, if you still are interested in Internet marketing, I'll get back with you and we'll see what we can do. Mm-hmm. So I was empathetic towards his uh, his desire, but I also wanted to be honest with him rather than just sign him up with the program I already had. Mm-hmm. So I think in the long run, that's going to be a whole lot better for me and for anybody that might enlist in a new program that I start. Absolutely, absolutely. And there's nothing wrong, I I don't believe there's anything wrong with somebody uh, looking at something, acting upon something, and finding out after they've acted upon it that it wasn't the direction they believed in. But before you go out seeking that new product and started talking about that new product, I believe it's important for us as individuals to let the public know why. Yeah. Why? See, uh, we see this all the time, especially on Facebook. You know, I get a letter from somebody, look at XYZ, 
and and they 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 really uh, uh, give it plaudits, and then two weeks later they say, look at uh, you know UTV, and I say, well, what happened to X Y Z? Well, they didn't tell me in the in the middle. They didn't share with me. Uh, yeah. They weren't honest with me why they made the change with their enthusiasm. Yeah. So, well. Uh, by the way, Roy Morris, wh- where are you located on Facebook? What name? Uh, Roy Moss. Oh, well, see, how would I know to look for Roly Moss? <laughs> when are you going to start using your real name, Roly Moss? Uh, well, my real name is on there, but my username is Roly Moss. My real name, Roy L. Morris, is on there. Well, I don't see. It, it, how, how, I'm going to sit here. Uh, it says no results for R-O-L-L-Y, right? Yeah. R-O-L-L-Y. Space yeah, no, no space. Facebook.com forward slash Rolly Moss. Okay. Or you can turn off as Roy L. Morris. There you are, Roy L. Morris. I see it now. Okay. Of course I see it now. You, you <laughs> want to know how I got Rolly Moss from Roy L. Morris? I love that story. It's interesting. Well, share it with us. Sure. Well, I was, uh, as a young man, my parents uh, moved to Salt, my dad, mom, and I came to Colorado from Texas. I was born in Texas, mm-hmm. and my name was Roy Lee Morris. Okay. And uh, uh, as I grew up uh, later on in life, after the sixth, seventh, eighth grade, uh, the kids in the neighborhood would hear my mother come out on the porch and yell, Roly come in for dinner. <laughs> so they started calling me Roly. Roly, okay. And then I just, when I got on the web, I decided I wanted a good nickname, so I just put in shortened Morse to Moss mm. and made it Roly Moss. Love it, love it. Great story. Great story. So therefore, if if you were to have a business card made, which hardly anybody does today, but, you know, your name Roy L. Morris and then you would probably put in parentheses Roly Moss, and that would give somebody an opportunity to ask why. Yeah. And would give you an opportunity to share something about you that is unique. And, and, and you know, that is another factor. I am not David Christensen, and David Christensen is not Chuck, and I'm not Roy Morris, I'm Chuck. Okay? And each one of us have that God-given gift of being unique, we are human beings, yes. We are members of the genus Homo sapien, yes. We are all born in the image and likeness of God. But <clears throat> that being true, what makes us each unique is that we were each given that unique free will, that ability to be ourselves, and we don't have to be the clone of society. And so there's something unique about everything. There's, there's uh, Roy's story is unique. David Christensen's story is unique. Gerard King is unique. Lori Polina is unique. Every person we meet is unique. Yet we do have the common bond. We have a guest here, Chuck. And who is that? Guest, guest what? seven. Yes, seven. Well, welcome. If you, I have no access to the. For some reason, uh, Talkshu and I got a, got a, got lost here on the internet in the world of cyberspace. So, if guest seven would like to type in who they are and where they're from, we'll sure uh, give them recognition. And uh, everybody else can read what you type except me. So, if you're not on the telephone, I can't. I don't know what's going on. We discussed today the four components of active listening, acceptance, empathy, 
honesty and specifics. Roy, that was brilliant, the way you handled the circumstance that you shared with us. Thank you very much. And I, I must say, uh, the other program is a good program. Mm-hmm. They're growing by leaps and bounds. It's got a good market. Uh, but they have a, a service, and it costs a little too much for the shipping for right. a lot of people to right. uh, find it uh, worthwhile to be a customer. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you know, the, the interesting thing about uh, there are so many products. There are so many, I call them, opportunities to enjoy life that are available to us today. And most of them are all good, but they do not apply to everybody. And this is one of the mistakes. Again, this was more attuned to our Wednesday night program. One of the biggest mistakes is to assume that something you're excited about is going to be exciting to everyone. And I think by being an active listener, we can start weeding out. We don't have to embarrass ourselves, and I'm going to use that word, by making a presentation of selling fur coats to the members of PETA. I mean, can you imagine yourself with, you're so excited about fur coats, the brand new leopard coat you bought, that you've got to share this and you want to sell, you know, you want to sell one to somebody else, and and the person that that you're talking to is a member of PETA or an animal rights activist. Well, wouldn't that be embarrassing? So unless we ask questions and unless we learn to be an active listener, we are going to spend time embarrassing ourselves. And when you embarrass yourself, you know, doubt comes in and you take away that beautiful edge that we all possess and that's the fact that we are unique. So again, don't put ourselves in a position Look first, research, ask questions about who it is you're talking to. Listen to their answers carefully and act accordingly. Did guest seven have any questions? I uh, says hi. I'm just visiting. Oh, oh well, we're glad that they're there. we're glad that they're here. <clears throat> couple of real quick, a couple of real quick points before we wrap it up on active listening. And again, the book, the 22-page wonderful book that we wrote the other day, <laughs> those strings attached, drop me an email, chuckbartok at gmail.com, and say active listening, and we'll get you a copy of the book. It's an easy book to print out. Print it out front and back, you know, both on both sides of the page. And staple it together and kind of review it once in a while. Improving your active listening skills. Face the speaker. Maintain eye contact. Assess the emotion, not just the words. In my mind, that is absolutely critical. Minimize external distractions. Trying to speak or listen when there are distractions around you is difficult. Guest eight's here. Guest eight, welcome. You need to turn off TV, switch off the radio, stop reading, stop writing, just pay attention. When we're on shows like this, or if you go to webinars, if you spend money to go to a webinar, why would you be going through your email? What a waste of money. Oh, guess guest eight is guest seven. He had lost his connection. Oh, well, I did too, so maybe I should try to get mine back. <clears throat> Minimize external distractions. Respond appropriately. If you are genuinely 
taking an interest and listening, this should take care of itself. However, do bear in mind that some people are less animated than others. And if you are like this, you may want to insert a few nods or verbal acknowledgments. It may help to say you understand or often other, offer other spoken encouragements. Be careful not to do it. Saying, wow, really, and fascinating every few seconds is just as bad as not saying anything at all. And again, do never be afraid when a speaker is speaking. If you really don't understand what they're saying, ask them to share a bit deeper. Too many students today are in classrooms because they've been taught to keep their mouth shut or not to question, really don't understand what it is the teacher's talking about, and when they're asked a question, they nod their head yes because they don't want to, quote, look like a fool. Well, we have to teach our children it's okay to look like a fool because asking questions is not looking like a fool. Asking questions elevates you above the rest. And keeps you from throwing up your hands and and, and giving and up. Giving up. Absolutely. When it came to algebra in high school, that's exactly what happened to me. But it, you know, my, Shirley was the same way. We've talked about it. You know, uh, this is what 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 harmed her, uh, inhibited her growth in school. So respond appropriately. Focus on the speaker. This means fighting the temptation to prepare what you're going to say while the other person is speaking. Really an important sentence. Fight the temptation to prepare what you're going to say while you're speaking, while the other person is speaking. This can be difficult to resist, especially when the speaker says something that sparks a useful response. Try to remember one or two trigger words instead of the whole scenario. Minimize internal distractions. Internal distract. We talked about television, radios, uh, you know, trying to text, uh, all that stuff. If you are finding that your own brain is chattering away <laughs> when you are supposed to be listening, try to refocus your thoughts on the speaker. Your ability to do this will improve with practice. You know what? It's funny. Everything improves with practice, doesn't it? Even bad habits. We can improve bad habits if we continually do things wrong. Don't be scared of silence. Active listening requires that you take time to absorb what you've heard, analyze it, and then respond. Commenting too quickly may give the impression that you've been formulating your response when you should have been listening. You may also be coming in too early. The speaker may have only paused to clarify their thoughts before speaking again. Be assured that if they do want you to speak, they will let you know. They may ask, what do you think? Or what would you do? This is funny. You know, we're, we're looking at it from two different perspectives. Becoming an active listener when you are the presenter when you are the one asking the questions. And then, of course, we're also talking about your ability to listen in the classroom, your ability to listen uh, at a family gathering, your ability to listen to somebody on the telephone. And 
spend a lot of time on the telephone. One skill that I I always felt was imperative in what I have done for years in call center is at the end of listening to your listening to the person you're speaking with and listening to their responses to questions is to restate what they've said, you know, so what I hear you saying is and then repeat back your understanding so that you can make sure that you do have the correct understanding. Yes, by repeating that which they say puts puts a lot more power into the dialogue. Dialogue meaning two-way street, right? Right, and not just repeating it, but saying, you know, but going on with that, repeating it and saying, is, "Am I correct, or is is that correct? Am I hearing? Am I hearing you correctly? Am mm-hmm. I getting what you're saying?" Right. And you're trying to come down to, "Am I on the right path, getting to the correct solution, or not?" Mm-hmm. You must have you have a lot of hours listening, don't you? <laughs> I do. Okay. I I have done uh various segments of call center for six plus years, right. three hours a week. So. And that that takes skill. Well we appreciate your skill. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna run through the rest of these real quick and then we'll call it a day and uh and uh, wish everybody a great week because there are no alternatives. But don't be afraid of the silence. We just said practice emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is a whole topic by itself. In fact, we might even talk about it next week. This is about this is all about being aware of your emotions and opinions. As much as your emotions can aid in active listening by creating empathy, they can also hamper communication if they cause you to disagree with the speaker. This can clearly produce negative results if you start an argument but it can be also detrimental even if you keep your counsel and say nothing. You can combat this problem by being more intelligently or emotionally intelligent. This means accepting that the feelings you have could, if you let them, affect your listening abilities and then deciding to keep it under wraps. Take notes. Uh, if you are if you are listening at a group, if you're listening to a program, if you're listening to somebody on the telephone, I'm sure almost all of you who are involved in a business, when you are on the phone with somebody, you do have that uh, pad of pad of uh, of history there next to you, and a pen in hand to jot notes. Notes will not unfocus your mind, but you want to be sure that you take notes. In talking to somebody on the street corner, it's uh, pretty hard to pull out a 3 by 5 card and start writing things down. Be sincerely interested. We talked about that before. Uh, have sympathy. Feel empathy. Have sympathy, but feel empathy. Be open-minded. And avoid me stories, except in this section after we wrote it, uh, examples work. And when people understand that you have personally experienced it, it can be impactful. 
But avoid me stories when we wrote this down. These happen when a speaker says something that triggers a memory of something similar. Then you are just waiting for them to shut up so you can share. This can be a distraction because what you're really thinking about is your story and no longer listening to their story. So... Anyway, I've read one. I've got, <laughs> well, by, by printing these out on opposite pages, I forget the order. Anyway, those are some of the uh, some of the ideas that we jotted down in our little book, Active Listening, in improving your listening skills. Go ahead, Roy. Uh, yeah, could you do me a favor and either, well, also for guest age, uh, uh, let me know again. I've got about every link you have uh, mm-hmm. uh, copied. But uh, where do we pick up the PDF for uh, uh, Waddle and Hanel's book and the Master Key, all that stuff? Uh, drop me an email at Chuck Bartok. The, the platform that I had all of these books on, we're in the, we're in the process of switching it over to our other uh, affiliate site, Okay. okay? And if you'll drop me an email, Roy, I will then send them to you individually, okay? Okay, at chuckbartalk at gmail. At gmail.com, yes. Okay, great. Right. Make, okay. Sure, make sure you get the, the Martin if you don't have that. Right? Yeah, the what? You'll want it. Orison Sweat Martin is the miracle of right thought. Yes, I want that because it sounds like Lori and I are going into business. Well, I think that's a great <laughs> idea. I'm excited. And it'll be an honor, too, I might add. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're, we're uh, reflect, reflective listening. And uh, main principles of reflective listening are listen more than you talk, deal with personal specifics, not impersonal generalities, decipher the feelings behind the words, Restate and clarify what you've heard. Understand the speaker's frame of reference and respond with acceptance and empathy, not coldly or with fake concern. Uh, A lot of these are carried on in more detail. Anybody interested in a free copy of the book, drop me an email at chuckbartok at gmail.com. And uh, no strings attached, we'll send you this uh, little PDF on the little book we called Active Listening. I want to thank... uh, Dave Christensen, Lori Polina, Roy Morris, guest eight for being here as guest seven, and then back again as guest eight. Um, David, do you have anything to leave us with down from the Los Angeles area? I'm actively listening. Pardon me? I'm actively listening. You're actively listening. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we appreciate you all. It's uh, 9.35 sitting where I am, and um, I'm going to have to move on down the road. I sure appreciate everybody being with us again for our 352nd episode. Um, if everybody was happy with what they heard today and those of you that listen tomorrow, and if you are involved in Facebook or Twitter, why don't you send your friends to episode 352 at focussociety.com. Again, this is episode 352. And those of you that are listening, if you are on Facebook, we do have a fan page called Focus Society Mastermind. And when you go to that page, if you want to be in one place, the one-stop shop, Uh, If you look over in the tabs section, right below the uh, header on Focus Society Mastermind, 
you will see a link that says podcast. And right there on Facebook, you can download and listen to every episode we've ever done. Does everybody know that? Did you know that, Lori? Um, I have just looked at it uh, a few days ago, so I did become familiar with it. I wasn't before that because I'm not right. uh, the best person on Facebook most knowledgeable person on Facebook. Well, I'm going to change the logo right right now. There's a Okay, well, we're, we're glad that you did find us, though. <laughs> right now, the one I'm discussing, is it, right now it currently has a logo of the RSS feed. I'm going to change that to some kind of a, a cute little cartoon or something regarding uh, the podcast of Focus Society. And again, on this page... Uh, well, it, it's no, excuse me. It's only covering the past six. Okay. Everyone is not there. Now, it's interesting. You can then share right from that tab page. You can share or send this episode or that episode uh, to your friends right from Facebook. So, again, we do have the episodes of the Focus Society of Overachievers on the fan page uh, Focus Society Mastermind. All right, everybody, thank you very much for joining us. Look forward to talking to you next week and between now and then. Go out and have a great time. And yes, tomorrow's call will be 9.30 Eastern Time, 9.30 Eastern Time for You Can Build It, Your Business. This is Chuck Bartok from the Banks of the Sacramento River saying Go out and have a great time because there is no alternative. Thank you, David, Lori, Roy, and Guest Date. See you later. Roy, I'll talk to you this afternoon. Bye-bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.